plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com back for episode 22 of the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, really excited to have you guys listen. Uh, got an email today that our growth on the podcast, uh, the numbers are really good. Uh, literally week to week, about a 70% growth. Audience is really building up. So thank you guys so much, those of you that are listening and coming back each day, uh, telling your friends, passing the word, uh, getting involved with questions and comments as well. Really great to have you guys on board. Very excited to see this thing growing as well as it has here. Uh, still really still in the first month of this podcast. Uh, lots to get to today. Uh, you're probably listening to this on Tuesday morning. Um, and if you are, it might be news to you uh, that the Bucks have changed the day of their preseason game this week. Uh, obviously, there's uh, some weather coming in through the Gulf, a tropical depression on the way, uh, potentially bringing some really bad weather in later in the week. So what would have been a Thursday night game at Raymond James Stadium against the Washington Redskins uh, is now going Wednesday at 8. Uh, a little bit unconventional to change things like this. It's the kind of thing you can certainly do in the preseason. Uh, both teams just keeping safety in mind more than anything else, not only for the players, uh, but anytime you're bringing uh, 30,000 people to a game, potentially you don't want to do that under uh, the conditions we might have in Tampa on Thursday night. Uh, it looks like, as the Bucks were saying, uh, landfall is probably most likely for this storm system uh, on Thursday, so they're hoping to get ahead of that. Uh, still could get some rain from the front edge of the system Wednesday night, I'm sure. Uh, but much better than Thursday would have been. So not only for the safety of the players, uh, but for fans as well. Uh, moving the game to Wednesday night. So we got uh, one less day to preview things for the final preseason game. Uh, but one more day to uh, to wrap up things after uh, Wednesday night's game. So uh, Bucks will practice as normal on Tuesday. Normally, day before a game, they're going to have just like a walkthrough, no full practice. Uh, but with this condensed week, I think they still want to have a full practice just to be able to get things ready. Um, you know, they're training backups, if you will, for this game. I think most of your key starters on offense and defense, I imagine, are going to be off entirely and not dressed. They want to keep these guys healthy. Uh, they know what they have there. So I think this is a game where you're going to see backups and then even the backups to the backups. Uh, still 76 players on roster right now. They have to winnow that number down to 53 by Saturday. Uh, so anyway, uh, they have one more day on Tuesday to kind of get things together. Really don't do much game planning at all for a preseason opponent. You might uh, briefly kind of go over personnel and tendencies and those kind of things, but they're much more worried about themselves, um, putting things together, kind of finding a generic offense and defense that they can use to evaluate their personnel. I think most of these decisions relating to the 53-man roster have already been decided, uh, but there's certainly a couple spots where someone might be able to help themselves. Uh, if you're cut, it might help you get on a practice squad. Uh, maybe it tweaks the last couple spots on that roster or, or makes them think twice before they bring someone in that was cut elsewhere. Uh, lots of news to get to, non-weather news, if you will. Uh, probably the biggest news of the day is that uh, in kind of a change of course from what we thought yesterday, 
Uh, Dante Dye, the receiver, second-year receiver, who had also done some kickoff returns, uh, is going to be waived injured. Uh, that hamstring injury we initially thought was going to be about a two-week injury. Uh, I guess with a closer look, it looks more like a four-week injury. Uh, so they are going to waive injure him, which means they will reach some kind of injury settlement. Uh, certainly keeps the door open for him coming back to the Bucks down the road uh, once he's healthy and some time has passed. They're kind of uh, dumb rules with the NFL and injury settlements. But again, um, if there's an opening for a receiver later in the season, you would think Dante Dye would certainly be in position to do as he did last year and, and kind of make an impact in the second half of the year. Sorry to hear that about Dante. It, it certainly seemed like he had positioned himself to be the fifth receiver, uh, had kind of handled himself well in kickoff returns, uh, made some nice catches, earned the praise of his coaches. Uh, but now he is gone. And that number five receiver spot is even more up for grabs. Uh, I'm certainly curious to see how thoroughly the Bucks will be looking at receivers cut elsewhere. Uh, a couple good names we mentioned. Reuben Randall yesterday cut by the Eagles. James Jones today cut by the Chargers. Um, so the in-house options are still certainly there. You think about guys like Kenny Bell, Evan Spencer, uh, Bernard Reedy. Those are probably the three I would take the most seriously as opposed to your... Freddie Martinos and Jonathan Krause and guys like that. Uh, so for now, uh, you'd have to think those are the people. Not only is the fifth receiver job now up for grabs, but the kickoff job is up for grabs as well. That could be Bernard Reedy. Uh, that could be the rookie safety Ryan Smith, who is talking to him today, was itching to get back there again. I think he's gotten mostly touchbacks when he's had the opportunity to get back there deep on kickoffs. He wants to bring one out. He wants to show them what he can do. Uh, he had a touchdown in college, 95-yarder if I remember right while at NC Central. Uh, so we'll be intrigued to see, again, what receivers can step up uh, given a new opportunity, perhaps an unexpected opportunity with an injury to Dante Dye there uh, to try and grab that fifth spot in the uh, receiving core. Lots more on the injury front to get to. Uh, Daryl Smith was back. This is the first time in like 12 days. I mean, Daryl Smith has been sidelined uh, since they went to Jacksonville, which I guess was Wednesday, Thursday, two weeks ago. Uh, but Daryl Smith is back. That's obviously a big help. Uh, he will be their starting strong side linebacker. Uh, I would think that's still probably a, a position that's only on the field 30-40% of the time. But, uh, you know, Daryl Smith has had 120-plus tackles each of the last three years. Just a prolific tackler, uh, a great leader, uh, somebody they want on the field and healthy. There's definitely a big drop-off between him uh, and going to a rookie like Devontae Bond or something like that. So Daryl Smith is back. A couple of the guys that were held out of Friday's game in Tampa. Uh, Luke Stocker is back. Clinton McDonald is back. Uh, Evan Spencer, who had hurt his knee uh, in the Jaguars game and missed the Browns game, uh, was back at practice today. He's very eager to get himself uh, back in the mix and catching passes. Evan Spencer was drafted by the Redskins uh, a year ago in 15, so very motivated to kind of show the team that drafted him but cut him loose a year ago. Uh, that they made a mistake. Uh, Evan Smith, you probably think of as being like a dark horse in this uh, number five receiver derby here. But uh, but again, does some special teams things, has some speed, uh, and was a draft pick. So definitely can't rule him out. Uh, so those four are back, Daryl Smith, Evan Spencer, Luke Stocker, and uh, Clinton McDonald. I called him, I don't think I did it on the podcast, but just talking to that, I called him Kevin Stocker, uh, which is certainly a nod to, I don't know, 20 years ago. Uh, when the Rays first started, they had Kevin Stocker. I liked him as a Phillies fan uh, back in the 90s, just kind of a 
scuddy blue collar middle infielder there with the 90s uh, Philadelphia Phillies. But Luke Stocker is the guy that's back at tight end for the Bucks there. A uh, bunch of people, uh, before we get to the people that were out, uh, Kevin Pample also back, as we had mentioned, uh, as expected. Kevin Pample returning to the team was excused Friday night. Uh, his mother, Marie, passed away. Uh, Kevin actually issued a statement this morning, had not really addressed this, uh, had kind of wanted to be private in his grieving. But uh, his mother, Marie, 57 years old, passed away earlier this month. Really need to hear him talk about his mom. Uh, just what a leader she was in that family, how much she encouraged her kids uh, to learn as much as possible. Uh, came to the United States from Haiti. She did. Uh, Kevin is one of the guys on this team that is really, really active in the community, does a lot for kids and education, uh, especially back in Haiti uh, in his parents' country there. I think he sent 250 backpacks uh, loaded up with school supplies back to Haiti this past year with the help of some of his teammates like Mike Evans and Alteron Werner. Uh, also did a project where he sent 100 Lego kits to Haiti just as part of their learning and building and, and something we take for granted here in the United States, uh, but something that makes a difference for kids there in Haiti. Uh, he has decided to uh, to name a scholarship fund uh, in his mother's name, the uh, Marie Pample Scholarship Fund. That will go to, uh, to kids in Haiti uh, through the YMCA of Haiti uh, that need help paying for the financial costs of their education system down there. So very nice thing that Kevin Pample is doing. I will try and get you guys a, a link to a website where you can contribute to that. Uh, very sad for Kevin, and it was really neat to see how well the rest of the offensive line and his teammates really uh, rallied around him and tried to help him out here in the last couple weeks as he dealt with uh, you know, what has to just be an amazingly difficult time emotionally uh, to lose your mom uh, suddenly at any age. Uh, so good to have Kevin Pample back out. Good to let him have... Uh, kind of the normalcy of football and getting back on a football field to help him go through what he's going through. Uh, seven players held out. Uh, one of them was Dante Dye. That doesn't matter that much now. Uh, but six other players held out. I would just think these are kind of the Veterans Day, uh, being careful with minor injuries because they're not going to play this week anyway. But uh, running back Mike James was held out. Wide receiver Vincent Jackson was held out. Tackle DeMar Dotson was held out. Guard Ali Marpet uh, had his boot off, so progress for Ali with that ankle injury and that he is now uh, walking around on his own without a boot, but still not practicing. Uh, the long snapper, Andrew DePaula, is out. And the linebacker, Devontae Bond, who has that hamstring injury, he is also out right now. I would be surprised. Uh, again, your starters are going to be out not playing Wednesday night. Uh, I keep wanting to say Thursday, but it's Wednesday night. Uh, as for the backups, you know, Devontae Bond, I think, would definitely benefit from playing. But if he's not practicing Monday... I'm not sure he plays on Wednesday. This might be an opportunity for those uh, other backup linebackers there. That'll be a thin linebacker group on Wednesday night with the starters out and Vaughn dinged up there. Uh, what else do we got today? You know, one of the, the sideshow type things that came up this morning, uh, a lot of talk about Colin Kaepernick and his decision over the weekend to uh, not stand for the national anthem, to do that in protest of the treatment of blacks and minorities in our country right now. Uh, definitely a hot-button issue, something they're talking about all over the NFL and all over the country right now. Uh, certainly has that First Amendment uh, freedom of speech, right to voice his complaints like this. Uh, obviously, your employer has the right to respond when you make a decision like that. Uh, so a lot of people wonder what Colin Kaepernick's future is. Uh, Peter King wrote extensively about that in, 
his Monday morning quarterback and had a quote from Austin Sperry and Jenkins, actually. Uh, Austin certainly recognized, again, the freedom of speech, uh, the part of living in America is being able to say the things you want to say uh, and express your beliefs the way Colin Kaepernick has. Uh, I thought it was nice that Austin mentioned, uh, without being too pushy, if you will, just said uh, he thinks what's better than talking about our country's problems in terms of race relations, uh, especially in the black communities. Uh, he'd like to see Colin Kaepernick step up and invest in that problem, invest in the black community, invest in Oakland, uh, kind of put some money since he's in a position to be able to do that uh, and address the problem specifically, help directly. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, we should point out, does a lot of great charity work, uh, does a lot for uh, pediatric heart ailments. Uh, I think he raised, I want to say, $900,000 in his last three years with some events for pediatric heart uh, research and, and studies. Uh, but anyway, a lot of talk today. Dirk Cutter came out this afternoon. We asked Dirk how he felt about the, uh, the decision to uh, have Kaepernick not stand up for the national anthem. Uh, and Dirk was probably more pointed in his comments than I expected him to be. Uh, said he certainly recognizes the, the First Amendment aspect of things, has every right to express himself. Uh, but he did say that if someone on his team had done that, personally, he would be disappointed. Uh, he said the Bucks even go so far as to practice how they should stand and how they should behave during the national anthem. Uh, this is a Bucks team that takes uh, military appreciation very seriously. We have a lot of military people here in Tampa Bay and in McDill. Um, so, again, I think a lot of people appreciate the protest that Colin Kaepernick wants to make, but don't necessarily like the way they did that and don't like anything that is so disrespectful uh, of the flag and all that it stands for, uh, and Dirk Cutter among those. I think he said uh, if one of his players had done that, I think he would have probably had a private conversation with that player. I think it's difficult for the team to tell a player they can't do that uh, but I think it's certainly he, he would have tried to address that. But also mentioned there's, there's lots of things that result in private conversations in an NFL uh, facility. So uh, anyway, lots of talk about that today. Uh, would be curious how you feel about that. Again, we want your comments, your questions on here as much as possible. So uh, shoot us an email when you can at LockedOnBucks at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter if you can. Uh, at Locked on Bucks is our Twitter handle. Please shoot us a reply there. You can always get me at my name as well, uh, at Greg Almond. That's A-U-M-A-N. Uh, Dirk Cutter also mentioned today that uh, he intends, or he said it's safe to assume, uh, that the Bucks are going to carry three quarterbacks. That's probably another area where I was a little bit surprised to hear that. Uh, but it's great news for Ryan Griffin, who had spent all of last year, uh, the Bucks claimed him off waivers from the Saints, uh, carried him all all year as a number three quarterback. Uh, their number two, Mike Lennon, didn't take a snap. Uh, so that's two guys that they had basically invested roster spots in just to make sure they had uh, strong, capable backups in the event that James Winston did get hurt. And it sounds like that'll be the case again this year. Uh, they've kept Mike Lennon. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about them trading Mike Lennon, have not found a match yet in sort of a, as a trade partner. Um, and they're also very aware of the fact that Mike Lennon's going to be an unrestricted free agent next spring. He is likely to go somewhere where he has a, uh, a better opportunity to start. Right now, the only way that Mike Lennon's getting on the field is if Jameis Winston gets hurt. Um, it's certainly reasonable to think he'd like to have a better deal than that and can find that elsewhere. But uh, for now, uh, the plan is to cultivate Ryan Griffin as the three this year uh, with the hopes of him being their number two, their top backup in 2017. 
Again, Ryan Griffin has never played an NFL game, never taken an NFL snap. Uh, but again, we'll have two years in his offense to prepare himself uh, for being a backup in 17. Uh, what else do we have here we're going to talk about? Uh, you know, I've talked to a bunch of guys in the locker room about cuts. Uh, the Buccaneers with Dante Dye going are down to 76 spots. Uh, obviously, they're going to be able to put J.R. Sweezy and Lewis Murphy on the uh, in-season reserve PUP list. That's that physically unable to, to perform list that would keep them out until late October. But basically lets them carry 55 guys instead of 53. Uh, so the Bucks are looking at having to cut uh, somewhere around, what, 20, what did I just say? 21 players is what they have to cut from here. One to get to 75 tomorrow, and then 20 more on uh, Saturday. It would not surprise me at all if this team goes out there and signs a player or two or three that are waived elsewhere. Uh, but we'll have to see on that. It was neat in talking to a lot of the guys in the locker room today. So many of the guys that we talked to and know the Bucks will count on this year uh, are guys that have been waived, guys that have been through this week and have been cut before. Talked to Jude Ajay Barima, who was cut last year. Uh, last year had a bunch of guys cut that are regular names on this team. Now, Adam Humphreys made the team and then got cut. Cameron Brait uh, missed the cut, went to the practice squad, was cut from the practice squad even. Uh, and then came back and obviously has, has earned a spot on the roster now. Uh, Joe Hawley, who would be your starting center right now, was waived by Atlanta this time last year. Cleared waivers, was actually a free agent when the Bucks got in. Uh, all over this team, uh, you think about Russell Shepard on waivers from the Eagles. Uh, Jacquee Smith on waivers from the Bills. Um, 13, Bradley McDougal off waivers from the Chiefs after the Chiefs had cut him three times in 2013. So... Uh, I think Dirk Cutter feels very good about the player development side of their football team in their ability to take guys who weren't necessarily ready to play at an NFL level and cultivate them into NFL players. Um, the king of cuts, if you will, the guy in this Bucks locker room that knows cut day better than anybody uh, is Courtney Brown, that defensive end who's battling Howard Jones for that fifth defensive end spot. Uh, God love Courtney. Uh, he has been cut 10 times since 2012. Ten times by seven different teams, uh, including the Buccaneers last year, uh, is certainly a possibility he might have that again on Saturday. But uh, for his sake, you hope the Bucks keep a sixth defensive end. Uh, the Bucks actually let him get into a game last year. Of all those teams and all those cuts, had not played an NFL game before the Bucks let him do so last year. Uh, so as far as cuts go, lots of people we can talk about there. One of the more amusing transactions today. Uh, we had talked about Adam Humphrey's punt return touchdown against the Browns on Friday. Uh, if you watch the clip of that touchdown, the Cleveland punter, Andy Lee, had all kinds of angle to cut off Adam Humphrey's and keep this from being a touchdown. And it took a very leisurely jog. Uh, he is a 34-year-old. He's been the Pro Bowl a couple times. Uh, and he very much looked the part in, in letting Adam Humphrey's kind of cruise to the end zone. Uh, got a talking to from Hugh Jackson on the sideline. Didn't really like to see him do that. And today, uh, to me, by no coincidence, uh, the Browns traded Andy Lee to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, got a fourth-round draft pick, which is amazing to me. Uh, it's a 2018 fourth-round pick, but it's still a fourth-round draft pick for a 34-year-old punter who is well-paid. Um, so that's amusing there. But uh, that's Andy Lee couple other things I want to get to. I did not have that much of a mailbag, but I'm already at 19 minutes, so I'm kind of okay with that. Uh, Darren Tassone, who has asked us a couple questions here in the mailbag on Twitter, 
uh, was asking kind of a, a technical question, if you will, and I'm happy to help you guys with some of the jargon and the uh, fine print of the NFL whenever you have these questions. He wants to know uh, why some players go directly to injured reserve and other players are waived, go to injured reserve and get a settlement. And, and the difference uh, is fairly easy to explain. Uh, when you put a player on injured reserve in the NFL, uh, the team agrees to pay his full contract as if he played the whole year. Uh, so usually that's a player who was in good stead with the team, was going to be counted on to be a good player, uh, or somebody who suffered a major injury. Even if you're a scrub, uh, if you tear your ACL, you're going to get paid for the year. Uh, so sometimes it's funny. Sometimes you'll see guys that weren't necessarily going to make the team um, that suffer an injury and get that paycheck as a result. When George Johnson went down, uh, terrible to see George Johnson have a hip fracture, uh, but I don't know that George Johnson was going to make this team and make the $2 million he would get for being on roster uh, as a result of George getting hurt and being put on IR. He gets that money. He gets $2 million. Um, sometimes, again, without getting too inside baseball here, you have what are called a split contract. Uh, sometimes like a street free agent or an undrafted rookie will sign what's called a split contract. And what that means is that if you make the roster – uh, I forget what the rookie minimum is this year. I want to say it's like $450,000. If you make the roster, you'll get that $450,000. But if you're injured and have to go on IR, they're not committed to giving you that same money. So they're going to end up giving you, you negotiate this, but uh, you agree that if you get hurt, if you're out for the year, they might give you $320,000 or a partial amount of that, that contract just because uh, they weren't expecting you to make the roster. So if you get hurt, they're going to make it part of the contract that you're not going to get paid as if you were on the roster all year. Uh, the difference between that IR, getting paid in full, and a player like Dante Dye, who was waived injured, um, is that they're not willing to pay for the entire year for a minor injury or a lesser injury. So what they'll do is uh, the player goes through waivers. So even though they're hurt, another team could pick them up. If they clear waivers, if all 32 other 31 teams uh, politely decline, uh, then you revert to IR and you have a period where the player and the team will negotiate a settlement. And they'll say, look, uh, Dante Dye, you had a four-week injury, so we're going to pay you as if you had been on the roster for four weeks. Uh, we'll give you two game checks, that means, because I mean, he would have played for, if it's four weeks, he would have played uh, in the first two games of the season. So maybe he gets... Uh, again, an eighth of a season, maybe he gets a $100,000 settlement, maybe he gets an $80,000 settlement or something. But the player and the team uh, agree to work out a payment for the time you missed as a result of injury. Usually there's a gap after that injury settlement ends before you can sign back with a team because they don't want uh, players to kind of, teams to be able to kind of stash players with injury settlements and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, if you're waived injured, you're not getting paid in full. You're negotiating a settlement. Uh, you go through waivers. Other teams can pick you up. If you go on IR, uh, the team keeps your contract, pays you in full. Like last year when the Bucks put Kenny Bell on injured reserve, what it did is it let them keep him for this year without having him count toward the 53-man roster. So sometimes you'll see a team uh, that has money to spare that will take a player that's been injured waived and sign them and put them on IR saying, hey, we like this guy enough, we're going to give him whatever, $400,000, even though we know he's hurt, because we think when he gets healthy next year, he's worth having in our program. So anyway, that's the long answer to your question, Darren. 
I will wrap things up here. I'm coming up on 25 minutes, but uh, thank you guys again. Uh, talking about the growth of this podcast. Really excited to see more and more people logging in, uh, subscribing to this podcast, listening on iTunes, listening on Google Play, listening here on Audio Boom. Uh, awesome. Love to have you guys listening. Really great to have the numbers coming in, increasing. Uh, we're starting to pick up more sponsors. I'll be reading those as the week goes on. Uh, but love that. By the way, if you are interested, I want to make sure we're, we're kind of making it clear, would we love to sell ads on this podcast. So if you have a, uh, a target demographic that matches up well with passionate uh, Super Bucks fans that would listen to a podcast like this for 25 minutes, uh, shoot us an email. Uh, ad rates are very reasonable here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, again, LockedOnBucks at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you about uh, a sponsorship here. Uh, help make the podcast worth my while. Thank you guys all for listening very much. We're going to wrap things up now. Uh, thank you again. We'll have one more day of preview Wednesday morning to preview the game Wednesday night. Again, if you missed somehow the beginning of the podcast, uh, Bucks and Redskins now playing Wednesday night instead of Thursday night. Uh, rain everywhere else between now and then and after that. But thank you guys very much for listening. I will wrap things up uh, for the Tampa Bay Times and for TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.